Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. This this is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And we do this little show called Solid Steps Radio. I've been doing it now for six years. And it's a show, we the heart of it was we were a show for men, by men, uh, talking about things from a man's perspective. Lots of lady listeners, and we are happy and glad for that. But we wanted to go after the audience of men because men are really good at talking about sports, politics, and weather. But boy, when we start to want to start talking about some heavier things, that things that really mean, uh, really have meaning and depth and or eternal consequences, we're not quite as good at talking about those things. So uh, one of the things that we wanted to do was talk about the story that God is writing in men's lives, but also we want to talk about some of the heavier topics that we as men need to address in order to walk uh, the road we're on as a husband, as a father, or more importantly, in our walk with God. Hence the name Solid Steps Radio. We believe here that you are not fulfilling your destiny of a man if you are not walking with and in uh, the relationship with Jesus Christ, the greatest man who ever lived. So that being said, we're talking today about something that is, uh, it, it is a heavy topic, uh, but it's a topic the majority of men will probably stay away from. Now, if you're a guy in church, or even if you're not a guy in church, uh, a lot of times when we start talking about the things of God and things of heaven, uh, we start talking about, you know, do this, don't do that. Um, just keep your nose clean. You know, don't chew tobacco. Don't date women who do chew tobacco. You know, all those things. And uh, but there's a phrase that I have heard recently that really stuck with me. And it has been something I've wrestled with my entire life and still will continue to do, hopefully in a good way is that Jesus may be in your heart, but your grandpa is in your bones. Meaning you are a new creation in Jesus, but you got some family history behind you and ingrained in you, good and bad, that you have to live with. And so to get the answers of how we kind of break the cycle of tough relationships and and maybe toxic relationships, we had to go north to Canada to get the answers. (laughs) So our guests today are... Uh, Canadian, and uh, do not hold that against them, and do not ask them what the temperature is there. They don't know. <laughs> so uh, we have, it's a joy to have Dr. Dan and Dan, both guys named Dan, but uh, welcome to the show all the way from Canada. Thank Glad you. to be here. Hey, so guys, um, you guys are up in Canada, but whereabouts in Canada? We live in Alberta, so we are in central Alberta. That's north of Montana. And, and you said before we started, uh, you said it's really hot up there. What's the temperature? It's 80 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, according to your scale, but it's called 27 Celsius. Yeah, when I asked him what the temperature was, he goes, it's 27 Celsius. I go, we're in Kentucky. We don't know what that means. And then he tells me, tells me that 27 degrees is 80 degrees here. And Kurt and I both are like, well, that's what the temperature at four in the morning here. So during the summertime, so that's not a big deal. <laughs> Anyway, it's beautiful up in Canada, and we're thrilled to have you guys on our show today. And uh, we're going to talk about, you guys have come out with a new book called Let's Break the Rules. And like, what in the world? Let's break the rules. Um, What in the world are you guys talking about? Well, I'm Dan Woodard, and I was raised with um, a whole bunch of rules. But there were six rules that were never spoken that had a more profound effect on my life than the ones that were spoken. And so I'm referring to the six rules of don't talk, don't feel, don't trust, 
don't think, don't choose, and don't change. Mm. That's, uh, those were that that defines the environment in which I was raised. So you had you had uh, spoken rules in your home, such as don't throw stones, don't ride your bike on the road, e- eat all the food on your plate every time. Those those were clear messages that were verbalized. Mm-hmm. But there was six rules, and and you even though you were brought up in a church going family, you also this these are these are rules that also you would say those who struggle with addiction also have these kinds of rules. Mm-hmm. Talk about that just a little bit, Dan. Well, these six rules happen to be the six rules of most every alcoholic home. Just Google ACOA, Adult Children of Alcoholics, and you'll find these rules. And so the the don't talk, I was at least fourth generation Woodard to be raised with the basic rule, children and women, they're only to be seen and not heard. And so this especially applied to mealtimes. We were never allowed to talk during mealtimes. That was only eating. So... So, so, so that, like, does that, does that mean your mom and dad weren't talking as well? Correct. You're just, yeah. you're just eating. We're and only eating. No dialogue. That's right. And because we didn't visit other homes and we didn't have people in our home hardly at all, we grew up thinking this was 100% normal. Now, Dr. Dan, did you, did, did you have a little of that too in your home? No, I was raised in a different home. I grew up in India as a missionary's kid, and uh, I did not experience these six rules like Dan did. Um, But uh, these rules are sort of assumptions that are often in the air in cultures. And so uh, there are definitely uh, these, these influences that are described by these six rules that can really shut down proper dialogue in cultures. And I did notice that um, there wasn't a lot of open, honest conversation amongst the, 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 uh, the culture that I was growing up in. Although in our family, uh, we did not have these uh, rules that were so constricting. So, so Dan, you're talking about when the, like the first rule uh, that we need to break is don't talk. You grew up not having conversation like maybe like I grew up in. I we we talked all the time at the dinner table, but Dan, uh, Doctor Dan, you're you're talking also about in a in a different way of maybe there was dialogue, but it wasn't truthful and wasn't open and honest. Is that what you're describing? Uh, yes, I think that would be that would be a factor that you wouldn't talk. You know, like you in your opening comments that a lot of guys will talk about politics and the weather and sports, but they don't actually talk about what's really going on in their heart and in their mind and in their emotions. And so, yes, you can have talk, but it's not, not authentic talk. It's not actually dealing with the stuff that's really, that really matters. That is like is deeper within. So when we say don't talk, it doesn't mean you're silent, even though the meals in Dan's home are silent. It just means you don't actually talk about real things. You just stay at the surface level. Yeah. And a lot of homes are like that. A lot. So, so you, you both have been in ministry for decades. Yeah. Uh, in, 
in this book and in your ministry as you are teaching this, what has what has resonated with people when you start describing don't talk and you know don't uh, it'll stay right there for right now because I want to talk about don't feel and trust and think change and uh, choose. But but the don't talk piece. How are people resonating as you're teaching and preaching and communicating this? Since the book came off the press a few months ago, uh, I am I am personally hearing from an average of five people per day, five new people per day, seven days a week, and. The common thing they're saying is, I have uh, been talking to my husband like never before, and we are talking as a family, and uh, we've never talked about some of these things before. And you don't know what they say, you don't know how close to home you are hitting. And so uh, I've had several people tell me this with tears, um, in- including the post office lady, for example, just you know, just, it's amazing. It's, you know, the talking is the first rule that needs to be broken. How, how do we help break that? What do we got to do? First of all, you need to come, become aware that these are constrictions upon you being a real person. If you're, if there's certain ideas you're not allowed to talk about or not allowed to explore and you can't, you can't talk about certain things that, that, is that is a restriction upon who God made you to be. <clears throat> when we begin to realize that these six rules are actually constraints that are stopping us being real persons, it gives you the, the beginning of some courage to say, I, I am a person. I am a real person. I do have thoughts, and I do want to talk about them. And it, it begins to give a person a little bit of courage to try speaking up, about what you're actually thinking. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break, come back in the next couple of segments and unpack that a little bit more. So thank you for listening. We'll be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank Ellen and Credit Union. They're a local lender and credit union who's been helping the Louisville, Kentucky, Anna area for decades now. If you have personal or business checking needs, LNN Credit Union can take care of that. Vision First Eye Care, they're in 11 different cities in the Louisville, Kentucky area, Kentuckyana area. They have six Louisville locations, and if you need a new set of contacts, glasses, or you just need your eyes looked at, Vision First, you are more than a set of eyeballs to them. You're a person. Frank Enterprises, they are a professional septic tank landscaping and waste management Wastewater Management Service, and if you've got anything going on outside your home with wastewater management, Frank Enterprises can take care of you. And on the last segment, if you're just joining us and missed the first segment, we were talking about kind of the six rules that are in the in the alcoholic's house. Can you rattle those off? What are those? Don't yeah, talk. Yeah, don't. Oh, I'll let Dan do it. Dan, what are the six rules again? Don't talk. Don't feel. Don't trust. Don't think. Don't choose. And don't change. And in the first segment, we talked about a little bit about the don't talk one. And you were telling me, you were telling us about the story about how when you grew up in your home, there was, it was silent dinner conversations that women and children were to be seen and not heard. So the tradition there was the kids don't talk at the dinner table at all. I'm curious, I asked you on the break and I want to hear your answer. Did you acknowledge that and realize that when you grew up, excuse me, when you had a 
uh, started to have a family and you had dinner around with your uh, family, did you acknowledge that? And how did you break that system? And how did that look in your world? Well, the, the primary person who helped me break that rule was my wife, Deanna, because she was not raised in that kind of a home. She was raised where after the prayer, uh, immediately everybody is talking full volume and listening totally at the same time, continuously through the meal. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm in culture shock. I've never imagined such a very dynamic uh, conversation over food. And so uh, it remembers, so, uh, it reminds me when I was in my teen years, I didn't have this rule, don't talk in my head as far as I wasn't conscious of it. However, when I was about in my mid-teens, I had a girlfriend, and so she would write letters, and I would write her letters, and I felt uh, I need to let my parents know that I've got this girlfriend, so I would read the letter after the meal, and it was like, I knew I was breaking the rule of don't talk, but I was going to read this letter to, to let my parents get a signal that someday I'm out of this place and I'm going to get married. (laughs) And so that was my, my first attempt to break the the rule, but I still waited till after um, everybody finished before I dared to break it. Right. Dan, talk to us about um, this whole, uh, what's, what drives, men to not talk and, and and dr dan you mentioned maybe they'll talk but it's just at a surface level what keeps us guys from going to a, a another level of depth in our conversations what keeps us from doing that and how do we overcome it well i think the first couple of things that come to my mind my dad was raised with a dad but he was an absent dad And so my dad was not raised with engaging conversations with his dad at all. Mm. Secondly, my dad was raised with a lot of pain. And so he he didn't have uh, the church that he started going to after he married mom. They, They didn't have theology to deal with pain. And so my dad was protecting a lot of pain from his childhood. And so he didn't have anything, anybody, he didn't have any friends. He's the only, only son between two daughters, two sisters. So uh, he, he had a lot of reason to just be quiet, and he wanted us to be quiet. Talk to the guy who's listening right now who struggles to have meaningful, rich conversation with his wife and his kids? Well, the first thing I would say is you, you need a friend that you can trust to teach you how to talk and how to open up. And you need a, a friend to be accountable to. And uh, there is wisdom in being in a small group some of the best life change that I have ever experienced has been when I've been in a small group and other people are sharing the same kinds of struggles. And so it it has to do with attaching ourselves to other people 
entrusting them. Yeah. I think another reason that men uh, don't talk is because they're not sure what they even feel or maybe they are feeling things and they're a little afraid that if they start talking, this emotion is just going to erupt and they don't know how to control this. They don't know how to be, to be uh, appropriate with what they're feeling. And so, boy, you, you just better not risk that. So just don't talk about those things because that keeps it all under the wraps. So feelings and talking really do go together. So, uh, yeah, and then that's the second rule. Uh, let's break right. the rules. Don't, don't feel. And so how, how, do you, how are you helping men now work through, to push through, to begin to express their feelings, to be, begin to have feelings, and then to be able to verbalize that? How are you guys helping folks do that? What we did in the, in the first experience of working these rules with the church we, we said to the, the leaders of the church, it, they invited us to come into a series of messages. And we said, well, that'd be fine, but it actually won't change anybody unless you are willing to have confidential small groups where we will train the group leaders how to create a small group where there's trust and confidentiality and there's an openness to, to talk. Because until you practice these things, you won't actually change. Yeah, just listening won't, won't, won't cut it. No, no. Even listening to this radio broadcast, it won't change you. You're going to have to actually risk finding a good friend or a small group of people where you can and start to practice this and you can actually try it out. And so it's important to find uh, a small group of people that, that trust each other enough that you're, you're going to form this, this bond of, of openness that's saying, look, it's, you're safe here. You can, you can try speaking out and we can talk about things that we don't talk about anywhere else because here's the pledge. We will not repeat you outside this group. And if men can feel safe that they're not going to be betrayed or they're not going to be repeated and told outside the group, they will be beginning to, to willing to trust enough to open up and try. And the key here is that the group leader has to model it. When they see it being done live in front of their very eyes by somebody, then they think, okay, I can try that. And then that leader has to know how to encourage people to step out and just give it a try. So there, there's some life skill coaching things that we have to offer along with this book that without that, quite frankly, unless you have a way to actually practice it, you won't change. It'll be, you'll be stuck. You know, um, I just recently went through, um, we, we call it sharing our full non-Sunday school life story. Ah. And, and, and and what we mean by that is you, you you're going to share the whole thing. You, you lay all the warts, all the dirty parts, all the ugly parts. Share it all, and it's got to start with the leader. If the leader only goes so far, right. everybody else will do follow the same pattern. Exactly, but it's appropriate. You, you got to be careful where you do that. You don't do that in a big public setting. <laughs> it's got to be in a in a confidential group. Otherwise, you get gossip rolling like crazy. Yes. So um, don't talk, don't feel. Um, anything else, uh, we're going to take a break here just shortly, but anything else that you want to add to the don't feel piece? Well, I was raised in a home where we were all had 
and no heart. Mm. No heart meaning uh, we never talked about heart stuff. We believe that emotions was for other churches, not for us. That our theology was just believe right and do right and everything will be fine. And that was to added to that was when us kids were punished for anything, spilling milk, um, at least 30 hard swats with the paddle, after which dad would say, stop your crying or I'll give you more. And so we were programmed to not, not cry, not feel, shut down. And so we just shut down. Wow. We're going to take a break, come back, and hear more about the rules, unofficial rules of these houses, and uh, we'll talk more about those here on Solid Steps Radio. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors of our show, Louisville Podcast Studios. We are recording right now in the studio of Louisville Podcast Studios. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area and you want to do a podcast, uh, YouTube channel, anything that's visual, audio, they are the best in town. So podloo.com, that's P-O-D-L-O-U.com. And then Bright Star Home Care, if you have a loved one who needs day-to-day or just once-a-week care and in their home, Bright Star Home Care helps take care of those folks. Dan Hart Financial, if you want to talk about what a retirement looks like, if you think you can or want to retire, Dan Hart would be the person to talk to. And then Southern Smoke Catering, southernsmokecatering.com. They are a catering-only barbecue company and... Uh, they're the best tasting of our uh, sponsors by far. <laughs> so Southern Smoke Catering Barbecue. Put some south in your mouth. Yeah, so put some south in your mouth. And, even and, for the people and in the north. Even from the people up in Canada. I think they would like some Southern Smoke Barbecue. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so uh, Dr. Dan and Dan, if you're ever down here in Kentucky, we are going to take you and we're going to have some Southern Smoke Barbecue. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> We'll do it. So, okay, so, um, Dan, you, you talk about in your book, um, you know, don't talk, don't feel. The next one is don't trust. And there was a, there was a, a real moving experience when you um, had a moment with your dad and how it, it really, um, I mean, it was so transformative. And your dad taught you these rules in many ways, and and shut you down in so many ways, how, how not to talk and not to feel and not to trust and, and all six rules. But there was a moment that I, w- I want our listeners to hear. Talk to our listeners about what your dad did um, later on in life. Well, just a word of backstory. When you grow up in a home like this and dad and mom have a certain frame of mind, there, everything is headed in a direction. There's no such thing as an iceberg that stays in one spot. We're all headed in a direction. And lo and behold, in my parents' 38th year of their marriage, mom left dad. She left out of great fear. And so my dad's pastor called me the day after mom left dad and said, Dan, can you come down from Winnipeg to Greenville, South Carolina to be with your dad? Probably no one can talk to him right now except you. So I flew down 
and spent six days with dad. It's the first time in my life I've ever seen dad in tears, ever. And to my shock, he cried the same style that I use (laughs) and crying. And so dad and I talked probably eight hours a day. And he said to me, Dan, whatever you want to say, say it. That's how he began those six days, giving me permission to say anything I wanted to say. Well, I'd been going to seminary, taking some courses, and I had some fresh vocabulary. One of those days, the middle day, I talked with dad for seven hours nonstop. In the middle of that seven-hour window, I asked him, would you be okay if I shared what it was like to grow up in the, in the house? He said, yes, please do. For two hours, I shared what it was like to grow up with a huge amount of fear of him. And at the end of that two hours, he said to me, just looking riveting, riveting look at me. He said, Dan, can you believe me when I say I am sorry? And with uh, great joy in my heart, I looked at him with a slight grin and I said, Dad, I have no problem believing you because I see it written all over your face and especially your eyes. And dad burst into tears and I stood up and held him until he finished. And then he stood up from his chair and we hugged from the front for five minutes. And right there to my utter amazement, my lifelong fear of authority figures evaporated. My dad got me into piano playing playing the piano years ago, I, after hugging him, I went to the living room and played the Hallelujah Chorus. I was so full of joy. (laughs) For the first time in your life, you weren't fearful of your dad. Exactly. And my primary thought was, mom isn't going to believe this. My siblings are not going to believe this. This is too unreal. This is, this is absolutely incredible. But God gave me that gift from my dad right at that time to set me up to work with authority figure type mission directors all over Canada. I needed that. And what was amazing to me is at the same time that that happened, there was a course of 300 men back in Winnipeg taught by Steve Masterson called Biblical Manhood every Monday night for 15 weeks. And in that course, there were 75 father sons sitting side by side who were reconciling at the same time that my dad and I were finally, finally connecting. And so God has incredible plan and he is writing, he is writing my story. He's writing my dad's story. And so God just set me up for the next rest of my life. I, I no longer am fearful of authority figures. Dan, how old were you when that happened? I was 37. And your dad was? He would have been 58. Wow. Wow. So, so that, um, 
I, I want to keep moving on, but I, I wanted our listeners to hear that powerful story. Uh, one of the other uh, rules that you had to, you know, that we, we need to break is don't trust and then don't think. Talk about that, both of you, Dan and Dr. Dan. Well, the, the trusting piece is um, if you're not sure if you're going to be accepted or you're going to be shut down, uh, then you, you just don't say anything and you don't trust people because um, if, if you are afraid that they are going to either punish you or betray you, then you just shut up. You don't trust them. And that just stops you right there from being able to do any kind of creative thinking that needs to be happening because we can only think creatively when we feel safe. So uh, if you don't feel safe and you can't trust, then you don't think you just remain in this little, this, this mental and emotional prison that uh, has got you all shut down. And, and the real you is not able to even come out. So breaking the rule of, of uh, trusting, you, you got to find a, a group of people that you actually feel that like you can trust. And then as you practice trusting with them and you find out that you're not punished for saying certain things, you're not looked down on for feeling certain things, and that you're not going to be betrayed, it gives you the chance to begin to practice coming alive. And this is what God really wants. He wants us to be real, live people who are able to express and experience each other in positive and good ways and to think, to think creatively. So these rules all fit together. They're all connected. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you saying that because, yeah, when, when, they're, when you have this trust, you're, you are then able to think and being able to um, have creativity. I, I love that. Um, Chad, were you going to make any comments on that? I was not. That was. Uh, I'm curious though on the trust and the thinking. How those? These seem like they all just are connected one another. Like the top button, all the way down, kind of thing. Yeah. I would like to hear about the don't think part. So, um, anything else, Dan, on the don't think? Um, the don't think rule showed up was don't ask questions. Just just do what you're told, and then uh, the. Um, uh, the reason God wired us to trust is to sort through the difference between normal sinners and fools and evil people. We aren't supposed to trust evil people or fools. And so you have to think through how, who, who to trust. And so those two are very linked indeed. Wow. We're going to take a break, come back for a fourth and final segment, finish the six don't thinks, or excuse me, the six don't rules and uh, kind of wrap this up and say, how do we move past this? How do we break that cycle? And we're going to talk more about that in the next fourth and final segment on Solid Steps Radio. And we want to thank our sponsors for our commercial-free podcast, uh, Iroquois Family Dental and Cosmetic uh, Dentistry. Uh, they are a dental group uh, headed up by Eric Veal, Drs. Eric Veal and Leah Viola, and they will take care of your teeth. Uh, two locations in the Louisville area. Uh, we also want to thank uh, the Southeast Outlook. Uh, they have been writing the stories that God has been writing uh, all around the world in that publication now for 20 years. We thank 
the Southeast Outlook for being a sponsor. I also want to thank Veritech Generators. Uh, Veritech Generators help you if you have a business or a home that need a generator or need to have generator service, they can take care of you. And uh, we've talked about the six, we were talking about the six don'ts in the book, Let's Break the Rules by Dr. Dan Woodward and Dan Reinhardt. And we've hit four of those rules and we're covering the last two in this segment. So uh, we have don't talk, don't feel, don't trust, don't think. And now we're entering don't choose. What is that talking about? A person who grows up in this kind of environment is going to be highly susceptible to addictions. And I had an addiction to Mr. Nice. I had promised myself no one would ever catch me without me being nice. And I was unaware of the addictive cycle that I was living in. So don't choose, just do what you're told. That was, mm-hmm. I was told that every day. And so I, I wasn't allowed to make my own decisions. So, Wow. And so Dr. Dan, uh, from your perspective, talk about that. Don't choose. Well, choosing means that you've actually been able to think and come up with your own ideas. But if you have been told... You're not allowed to have ideas. You just do what you're told. You don't actually think. Therefore, you actually have no choice. You just got to do whatever you're told. And so the idea of, uh, of actually choosing something means that you actually have a thought different than the authority figure. So this, this rule here is really revealing what, what's going on with these six rules, and that's all about control. Mm. about controlling people. And the problem is, it's not just in families. Entire churches can be like this. Controlling people's thinking, you think this way and you will act this way and you will do things this way, is actually shutting down people's ability to actually learn and to grow and to actually mature emotionally and spiritually. And it's, it's a sad thing that these rules... Uh, are not just in families, but they can be in churches. And in fact, uh, we're noticing that it's beginning to show up in the whole culture. Yeah, that, in, in uh, businesses and in, within yeah. the community. Oh, my goodness. These are deadly rules, and they, they spread like, like poison. And we have got to understand them and resist them. Otherwise, it can shut down whole populations. So, okay, so uh, which I think leads also into the last rule which is don't change. Describe that, Dan, from your perspective growing up and now ministering to uh, just a host of people. Describe that. People who grow up in a don't change environment functionally are not allowed to grow, to mature, to grow up, to mature in every way, including spiritually, emotionally. And so it's critical to figure out where am I at and where do I need to go? And it'd be worthwhile to just look at this, how in nature 
a how metamorphosis works. How does a caterpillar become a butterfly? It changes from the inside out. And the best change, the most permanent change, happens when we change from the heart and it shows out, as opposed to changing by another set of rules that doesn't change us at all. Yeah, behavior modification is not what we're after. Correct. We, we want, as, yeah, as you described, Larry Crabb's book, Inside Out. He, God wants to change us from the inside out. So in, in just a, a couple minutes here, guys, so uh, talking to the men right now, how do we, you know, when we, in this context of don't talk, don't feel, don't trust, don't think, don't choose, and don't change, how do we as men, how do we overcome this? Hmm. It is impossible for any man to change by himself. Otherwise, we would have changed. <laughs> men need other men that they can trust. And one of the biggest things that helped me early in my journey was every Monday morning from five in the morning till eight for three years in a row, I went for breakfast with three or four other men and I was not Dan the missionary. I was Dan the man. Every one of us, we took our turns and for three solid years, I became known and accepted and I helped other men do that. Yeah, it was an inconvenience, five in the morning, but we were serious about helping each other change and the benefits of that I'm still seeing today because my sons have been raised very different from how I was. And my sons have shown me that they've broken the cycle and God has enabled us to start a whole new legacy. You grew up in a home in a family with all these rules, and you said, we've got to break these rules. And now you have started a new trajectory for you personally and for your kids, and it will go into the next generation and the following generation. Did you say you'd met every week for three hours or once a month? Every Monday morning every Monday. Okay. from 5 to 8. Gotcha. That's powerful. Dan, uh, Dr. Dan, from your perspective, in just uh, you know a minute or so here, uh, how should we men, not only do we have to get with another, at least another man or two, what else can us guys do so that we can change and be transformed? Well, uh, one of the good things is to keep having good input, like listen to Solid Steps, get some of these books. In fact, in the, in the back of the book that, uh, that we've written together, there's a whole list of other uh, resources that you can begin to uh, read. If you don't get good input, you, do, you don't know what to change or what to think. So the input piece is really important that comes before change. It allows you to, to uh, have some material to actually think about. And then if you have someone to talk about with those things, that's why the small group thing where you can, or you have a, a buddy or a partner, you can say, I'm reading this book and here's what I'm learning. The conversation is how adults learn most effectively. And then having the place and the courage to actually begin to practice these shifts. Uh, God is committed to this. He does not want to leave you the way you are. He wants you to become fully alive. And so he will invite you. He will invite you along and he will keep pushing you along 
as long as you're willing to cooperate. He'll do it with you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, guys, uh, it is awesome to have brothers up in Canada who are faithful to the Lord and your ministry up there. And uh, it's just great to be able to connect with you guys today. And thank you for being a part of our show. Thanks for being uh, vulnerable and transparent. And uh, Dr. Dan, I'm going to ask you to close in prayer and pray for us men, that we would be men who would be willing to change and be willing to be transformed. Would you pray for us, please? I'd love to do that. Father, you you are all about transformation. In fact, Jesus, you said in John 10, 10, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And Lord, that is a wonderful promise to us. But that does mean change. And I thank you that your love for us is so committed that you are willing to give your life to make this happen. And so I invite you, O Lord, to, to continue your beautiful work in the lives of all who are listening to this broadcast today. May they know your commitment for them and your love for them and your empowerment by the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Dan, thank you. Dr. Dan, thank you so much for being a part of our show, and uh, God bless you. How can our listeners find your resources? Go to letsbreaktherules.ca, and you can get the book. And early August, we will have a DVD set and a leader's guide for small groups. Let'sbreaktherules.ca. Well, you've heard this today, gentlemen, and, and one of the Dans said today, you can hear this show, but it won't change you. But it could change. this could help change the trajectory. What are you going to do to take the next step? Whether it's hitting your knees, whether it's forgiving your father, whether it's asking for forgiveness, both, buying the book, whatever it is, but it involves another man in your life. So go find one, pray, and God will bring you one. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.